0: Hello brothers and sisters this is brother Leonard God bless you man it's amazing to know that God still has a purpose for our lives every time we take a deep breath every time we go out and enjoy this wonderful creation we know that God is not finished with us yet and that is a wonderful thing to know that brothers and sisters as usual uh, I'm extremely concerned about Ukraine and we continue to pray and lift ukraine up uh every single day and just praying that god will really uh get into the mind and heart of vladimir putin and begin to work on him and i'm i'm sure he is and and you know what i don't want that man to be able to sleep knowing that he's doing this to people you know they're committing genocide um as reported this weekend it's just uh it's a terrible thing and these are the atrocities that occur in war but they're taking it to another level this is back this is the world war ii kind of level when hitler uh was uh killing the jews this is getting pretty bad you know and and so they're they're killing innocent civilians and it's just um it's just crazy and so anyway we need to pray for ukraine and Continue to lift them up. So let's pray for them father in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this day We thank you for your goodness and mercy Lord We lift up Ukraine to you that you would continue to strengthen its people strengthen their resolve Lord that you would continue to bless the nations to come together Lord <clears throat> to provide Arms and ammunition to uh, Ukraine and Lord that we can get some um, We can get some aircraft over there Lord we pray that they'll be able to protect their skies today and we just lift them up lord and and just uh pray for them all those that's been injured and we pray for them they've lost family members they don't know where they are they've been separated there's a lot of pain a lot of grief a lot of sorrow father we lift up all the people today as they go through all these horrible things we pray for them, Lord God, that you would strengthen them, that you would bless them, that you would help them today, help them to recover, Lord, the things that they've lost and and comfort the ones that have lost loved ones and, and just continue to strengthen them and help them. And even as they drive the Russians out, Lord, they're going to need to rebuild their country. So we just pray for the manpower, Lord, for the will, uh, for the people to come together and just to be able to bless them with the funds that they need to to get that place rebuilt as well but uh, first and foremost we just pray lord the russians leave their land father whether they leave willingly or that they've driven out doesn't matter but they need to go and so we pray for them right now lord let your will be done in everything we give you thanks and praise and ask you all these things in jesus name amen and it's important that we continue to pray brothers and sisters pray for our leaders that are involved in this you know Our leaders are very important. They make important decisions. And so we need to pray for our leaders and continue to uh, lift up President Zelensky and just the people who are with him and that they'll stay safe. Lord, uh, that, you know, that the Lord would keep them safe and protect them. He's very important to this movement. And so he's sort of the face of the Ukrainian people right now. And so we have to keep them lifted up. So anyway, brothers and sisters, today I want to talk to you Uh, and I'll be coming from a passage of Scripture I think I'm gonna I'm gonna talk from um, I want to say John 8 but I want to talk to you about an incident that occurred uh, in that particular scripture and so there's a woman um, it's amazing how they just talk about the woman but there's a woman uh, in this passage of Scripture Who was caught in the act of adultery. So, yep, she was doing the do. I guess the thing that concerns me, even with this passage, is why did the man get a pass? Like, wasn't he committing adultery too? I mean, it takes two to tango, it takes two to play that game. But they were specific about this woman, the woman that was caught in the act of adultery. Anyway, they were trying to tempt Jesus, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So when they caught this woman, they brought her out and basically wanted to put her before the firing squad. Because back in that day, you know, you got caught in the act of adultery, they could stone you. And we're not talking about little baby pebbles either. We're talking about big rocks. And and they kill you. And so anyway, this woman, they take her again they call her don't know about him I, I you know and i often wonder like what was his judgment i mean they let him get away with it it was okay for him but for her nah i guess they wanted to portray her as the village whore that she needed to get uh punished so anyway they brought her out and they threw her down in the midst of jesus and of course they wanted to tempt jesus because they knew what the law said. The law said, kill her, stone her, you know, stoner her to death. And they wasn't quite sure that Jesus would have the same take on that. In fact, I'm thinking they pretty they pretty much knew that he was going to do something different. So this was their great plan. They were going to get Jesus and catch him into this this sort of quandary, you know, where he stuck... Uh, You know, maybe he's not going to make a decision or that. I mean, they just really thought that they had Jesus cornered. So as Jesus is listening to these morons, you know, because they threw the woman down and master, the, the law says that if a woman is caught in the act of adultery, she needs to be stoned under the law of Moses. And so anyway, he didn't say a word. In fact, he just stooped on the ground. And he was riding on the ground. And, you know, as he's riding on the ground, these people are looking at him. I mean, they are intent on getting a decision from him. And it's a tense situation. And this woman's life is in the balance. And so as he's down uh, riding on one knee or what have you, riding on the ground, they ask him. You know, so what are you going to do about this woman? You know what the law says. What are we going to do about her? Jesus continues to write. And then he looks up. And he says these words, and I'll paraphrase. He who is without sin, let him cast the first stone at her. And they're looking around. And they know. They know they're not perfect they know they've been sinning and so all of a sudden from the oldest to the youngest they drop their stones and they begin to walk away and as they exit the scene I can imagine the woman she she don't know what's going to happen because she thinks she's going to get stoned and um all of a sudden, the last person drops his stones, he walks away, he leaves. I can almost assure you that there were no women there to stone that woman. I don't believe it. That's just me talking. But anyway, maybe they were, but they all walked away. So now this woman is standing there with Jesus. And Jesus looks at her and says, "Uh, Woman, where are your accusers? And she looks around, and she says, There are none, Lord. He looks at her. He said, I don't accuse you. Go and sin no more. And the woman left. And Jesus forgave her for all of her sins. And I'm sure she had many but she walks away. And God forgave her that day. Here's my question to you. What have you done that causes people to accuse you? Or they're pointing the finger at you. Maybe you did something and you're a Christian and you did something wrong. Or you got caught. I don't know, maybe you've been in jail. Whatever it is, this proves that God yet forgives sin. And so I just find it curious. That that this lady was caught in the act of adultery, but the gentleman she was with, no big deal. He didn't do anything wrong. And so, that's amazing. But here's the good news, brothers and sisters. No matter what you've done in your past, and it could be a very lengthy past. It doesn't matter. Everything you've done wrong, has all the sin has been taken away. Jesus put the sin upon himself. He who knew no sin became sin, that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so we don't have anything hanging over our heads. God's judgment is not hanging over our heads. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your sins are totally forgiven. Now, if you haven't, it's not going to be sin that sends a person to hell. It's going to be the rejection of Jesus Christ. It doesn't have anything to do with sin because Jesus took sin. So sin doesn't have any power. Jesus took the sin. But it's the rejection of the son of God that's gonna cause people to go to hell. So whether you're dealing with um uh, I don't know, maybe you got an abortion or you committed adultery or maybe you were involved in all sorts of uh activities that you shouldn't have been doing. Doesn't matter whether you were a thief, um just a drug user drug dealer murderer it doesn't matter god forgives in fact he's forgiven you of all your sin all those sins were placed on jesus so just like the woman when jesus asked her where are your accusers who's here to accuse you right and she said lord no one well guess what God is not accusing you either. He's already forgiven you for all of your sin. Everything that you've done. Everything that you've done wrong, that you will do wrong, or that you're currently doing wrong. He's already forgiven you. So isn't that amazing that Jesus' grace is just so good? And that's why you can get up every morning and say, Lord, thank you. Because he's so good. His mercy endured forever. His mercy, his faithfulness has extended from generation to generation. That's the amazing thing. So if you've got something that you've done, something that's hanging over your head, man, it's time to bring it to the cross. You know, you feel bad about it because the devil going to beat you up anyway. You know, you're going to feel bad about it. But once you have knowledge that Jesus has forgiven you and taken away your sins, man, it's time to live. Yeah, you screwed up. I got that. You was the worst husband ever. You was the worst wife ever. You know, you ran your kids away from the house. You aborted two babies. You did all sorts of bad things. You've been in jail half your life. You've done all that, right? And yet you're wondering, can God forgive me? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's already forgiven you all you got to do is take that next step you need to make that next step yeah you forgiven but now you got to accept his forgiveness you got to receive him that's how you close the deal so right now if you haven't ever accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior why don't you do that now brothers and sisters let's close the deal say Lord Jesus I come to you right now and I'm a sinner And I want to be saved. I believe that God raised you from the dead. And I believe that you died for my sins. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. And be the Lord and Savior of my life. I accept you now, Lord. As my Lord. As my Savior. I believe, Lord, that you died for me. And so right now, I receive you. I believe you. And I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. And brothers and sisters. If you prayed that prayer. You accepted Jesus into your heart. You're born again. Man find you a good bible believing church. Get you a good bible. And. um, And start. And start from right there. And I tell you what. God's going to take you on a wonderful journey. And. Remember the Lord doesn't hold anything against you and even now that you are a, a Christian you're gonna mess up You're gonna screw up, but you know what? The Bible says that if you confess your sin he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness So guess what? You're already forgiven All you have to do is confess any sins that you've done when you get saved And you're already forgiven. So, brothers and sisters, until next time, this is Brother Leonard. Have a blessed day.